We will not be driven by fear into an age of unreason. Oh my god, guys, listen up. I have an announcement to make. Did you guys know that I'm like the number one Google search last week? It could be the stuff of history, however, one way or the other. Okay, is Jessica Simpson here yet? And to those critics who are so pessimistic about our economy, I say, don't be economic girly man. How many sides does a triangle have? Damn, four. There's no side. One. Last week on Earth. Last week on Earth. Last week on Earth. Last week on Earth. Hello, Brain Trust. I hope all is so good in your neck of the woods. And why... Our woods referred to as having a neck. There's no other body parts of the woods that anybody ever hangs out in. No one ever says, hey, want to come visit my elbow of the woods? I've got a great a great shin of the woods. You can you can kick it in. It's only the neck. Is there even a bot? Is there even a torso of the woods? No one knows. Maybe we should ask the man of the woods, Justin Timberlake, who's fully immersed in the woods now. He's barely a civilized human anymore. He lives like an animal, like a werewolf, really. But it's hard to reach him. He's a superstar, yet also a man who lives in the woods. In in, in their neck, probably, is where he lives. Um, it's great to see you guys again. I hope you've enjoyed the last two episodes. I really enjoyed recording them. Of course, with Hillary Rosen, uh, Democratic strategist, founder of the Time's Up Legal Defense Fund. Two weeks ago, I recorded in D.C. And then also with the uh, VP of Communications of Emily's List, Christina Reynolds. That was released just a few days ago because it was late because I was in the desert in Midburn in Israel. As I told you in the intro of the last episode, recorded on the bus. And I... um. There was a problem with the upload, and I wasn't able to know that because I was off the grid in the desert, full of neon lights. Midburn is Israel's Burning Man. It's the third largest Burning Man on Earth, and it literally was exactly like Burning Man, but just a little smaller and much more Israeli. So there are a lot of dudes who are being very aggressive, and they're like, so you uh, want to uh, come in this camp or no? Fucking burners, get out of here, okay? A little bit of that vibe while mostly being friendly and giving you lots of hugs. And there were random popsicles that would appear in the middle of the playa, so that was fun. I kind of got there at the end, and it was slushy. I had to kind of just scoop it out of the popsicle thing. There was no stick, and I had to hammer it into a cup that was full of dust. It was a hard-knock life out there. I'm not going to claim otherwise. Um, but a privileged hard-knock life, which is a strange dichotomy of terms, and I understand that. And apologies for copyright infringement to both Jay-Z and the Annie soundtrack. Um, the trip in Israel was amazing. I went on the reunion of the reality, the Schusterman Foundation reality trip that I went on last year, which is what led to me being able to record the episode you can go back and listen to if you missed it, um, the deep dive into the Israeli-Palestinian conflict that uh, I released about e- about maybe eight, nine months ago on the podcast. might have been less because it took me a while to edit that one. Um, there was a lot of moving pieces. But um, uh, it was great to be back in Israel and at a very volatile time. I was there. I got there on Monday, uh, May 8th, May 7th, spent three days in Airbnb with some friends hanging out. Lovely time, pretty relaxed, although we knew that coming Monday, one week from then, the embassy move was going to finally happen while I was in Israel. 
uh, our trip was going to be in Jerusalem from Friday through Sunday, and then Monday we were heading to Midburn right when the embassy was being moved to Jerusalem, the U.S. Embassy, which was obviously a huge point of contention to the Arab world and to the world in general. People are pretty pissed about it. And Trump wanted to do it. Got to move the embassy. Got to move it. And it's like I've told you before, it's not a move I'm particularly against. I think it was a fair move because it is Israel's sovereign land. They did win the land. And why not be able to put embassies in your own country's capital? Not against that. But I did feel like it might have been a smart time to be restraintful while moving the embassy to not do the typical Israeli move of overreacting and killing way too many Palestinians. Not that any is acceptable, but when people try to incur on your on your land and cross the wall, I get that a response is needed, but is it necessary really to kill, you know, so many people and then to injure, I think it was 2,500 people? It doesn't make Israel look good in the eyes of the world. And um, when I was leaving Jerusalem on Friday night after an amazing, beautiful Shabbat dinner we had there, I went and I prayed at the Western Wall and had an amazing moment when... Um, I was there at the wall, and I had a few realizations I think were really noteworthy and interesting. One was um, I had my eyes closed, and I was praying and and about something that I will actually share with you guys in the upcoming weeks, um, something pretty large that I have in the works that I'm not quite ready to share, but as you guys always know, I will share with you first before I make any other public announcements of it. But um, I was praying about this thing and thinking and asking for answers, and I believe I mentioned in the last podcast, I'm not sure if I did, but I think I did the one, not the last one, the one in the, in the Middle East many months ago, um, that when I opened my eyes, I looked up and there was a pigeon that came out onto a ledge on the, on the wailing wall and looked down and made eye contact directly with me. And it was a romantic moment, I think it's fair to say. Uh, but you don't often make eye contact with a pigeon. I don't know what's ever happened before. And so as I was opening my eyes this time on the Western Wall, at around midnight on Shabbat, I looked up and I was thinking it'd be really interesting, really cool and kind of magical if there was another animal there that I could connect with. And I looked up and there was no animal. So that was anticlimactic until I looked up a little bit closer and just on cue, an ant entered the frame of my vision and just started crawling up the wall right above my head with a piece of food on his back that he was carrying to on his back or on his mouth. I don't know how they carry food. It's hard to see the exact detail, but you could see an item he was carrying up towards his family. And you see another ant coming down the wall to meet him, clearly a family member. And it just instantly hit me like it's all about feeding your family. That's like the only main purpose we really have in life is the survival of ourselves and our loved ones. And it brought me right back to the, the, basic element of why these conflicts, why it's so insane that we can't solve the problems that our planet keeps having, that we lose sight of the fact that we're all people, we're all human beings just trying to find a way to survive, to put food on the table. And the more we can remind ourselves of that, I think the more likely we are to be able to come together and and bridge our differences, which this episode will be about in a moment as I play you another We the People conversation we recorded at the Improv at this point now, two or three weeks ago, about the issues of the day, trying to bring the left and the right together to find compromises and with comedians. So it's a funny conversational way to do it, as you've known from the last two that are coming up, which, by the way, reminds me we're doing another one live at the Improv this coming Tuesday, the 29th of May at the Hollywood Improv Lab. If you want tickets, just find the links on my Twitter or on my Instagram story. 
and please come. It's at the end. It's only $8 at the Improv Lab this Tuesday, 7.30 p.m., and I think you'll really enjoy it. We have an amazing lineup coming up with Kira Soltanovich and Michael Loftus and some great people on both sides of the political spectrum, uh, tiny, intimate crowd. But so this episode I'll be playing for you in a moment has a really, really great lineup of Jenny Zagrino, the great comedian, Forrest Shaw, um, Irina Skaya, and Ramzi Badawi on the right who is a Muslim comedian. He's an Arab who also is conservative. It's a very uh, interesting combination to listen to, and I hope you enjoy it. It'll be coming at you in a moment. I also do a monologue up top with some with some jokes, including some, some Coachella jokes that I'm quite proud of. Okay? So hopefully you'll enjoy that. I've never teased a joke before, but that's a joke tease. And so then after I had that moment looking at the ant, I heard these Orthodox Jews, as you often do at the Western Wall, chanting. I could, you know, they're usually in a circle, their arms around each other, chanting and praying. And I looked back, and it in fact wasn't Orthodox Jews. It was our group of of uh, reality reunion people, these thought leaders from around the country, that had made a circle with their arms around each other. And I went right and joined my friends and joined the circle. And then these actual Orthodox Jews came and joined us as well. One of the guys of our group who's studying to be a rabbi was leading it. It was this beautiful moment of like different cultures and different religious intensities joining together just to be people together. And I saw a friend of mine across the way, my friend Galia, who was on our trip with us, who um, has some pretty interesting political aspirations that one day I'll have her on the podcast and she can tell you about it. I want to, I don't want to out her secrets, but very interesting political goals that she has. And I see her raising the roof at our beautiful moment. And it was an antiquated move. It's really from the nineties and it should stop. But I, I got her intent and we got into a cab and we drove the 10 minutes to our hotel, the Orient. Um, and in the 10 minute drive, I asked our cab driver if he was Israeli and it turns out he was actually Palestinian. And just in our 10-minute drive, we had a very interesting conversation. So I love to get into talks with cab drivers. And I said to him, what do you think of the embassy move? And of, you know, while I was in Israel, also Trump um, pulled us out of the Iran nuclear accord, which is a great move because he's such a good negotiator. He thought it was such a flawed deal. He'd rather have no deal at all and took us out. And so now he's so good at negotiating. We've got no deal at all now. And Iran is now already, it seems, they are – reopening their missile development and uh shit's bad and then the very next morning they sent missile they sent rockets rather into israel while i was there while we were all there they sent rockets so i was sharing a room with my dear friend jade taylor we were in this airbnb crowded full of us and we were already ta- talking all night and then my parents call at five in the morning at israel time saying are you okay we said what happened They're like oh you were just hit by rockets and iran the first time ever attacked israel you know, I think partially as, as a response for Israel attacking Iranian interests in Syria uh, weeks earlier and months earlier, but also as, a, I think, an act of defiance against the U.S. and against Western interests for backing out of this agreement. So it shows really being haphazard about international agreements is not a strong move, and negotiating that is different than negotiating shitty deals for shitty ties with your Chinese counterparts. It's a different ball game, and uh, it takes a different kind of – you want to maybe be a little more cautious, listen to advisors, and don't just willy-nilly pull out of shit. But, you know, pulling out is one of his strong moves. He enjoys doing it. He did it, I think, several tar- times with porn stars that led to payouts. He didn't need to lose the money, but he does. He's very rich, supposedly. Semi-rich, semi-not. Point being um, – 
the cab driver asked him his thoughts of all of this, and he said something really beautiful. He said the settlements have to stop, which I totally agree with. The Orthodox Jews that keep expanding into these disputed territories, it does not do anything for the peace process. Israel should not keep incurring closer and closer towards these people that are just trying to have a land of their own. And he said a beautiful, he phrased it beautifully. He said, by doing moves like this, you can win the day, you can win the present, and you can win the land, but you cannot win the future. And that's so true. It's so beautiful that you have to be able to work together and find middle grounds and not antagonize people if you want to find a middle ground and a solution. And then he pulled right up at that moment to our hotel and we stiffed him, of course. We didn't want to pay for that cab ride. I'm kidding. That's a joke, you guys. I would never do that. I would. I don't want, need people coming after me in the Middle East. It's already very dangerous territory. Um, several days before that, if you remember from the podcast, I went to the old Yaffa market. And if you remember from the podcast um, from those months back, the Middle East episode, one of the people I spoke to was just an everyday shopkeeper who was there with his father in their shop in the old Yaffa markets. And he was very pro-Trump and very um, excited about the possibility. And when I was there last time, Trump was, was uh, visiting Israel. And this time we got the uh, runner-up Jared Kushner and, and Ivanka visited for the embassy move. But I asked him, so I, I end up, the first shop I see as I walk into Yaffa Market was that shop. I recognized it instantly. David's shop. David and his father. And I walk right in and David wasn't there, but I saw his father doesn't speak English at all. And I somehow was able to explain to him, I played him a clip of the podcast and I'm like, this is your son. He says, do you want to talk David? I'm like, yes. So he called David, put him on speakerphone and I got a four minute conversation with him asking for his thoughts one and one year plus into Trump Trump's administration, what he thinks of the embassy move and the Iran deal being pulled out of and all these things. And uh, I'm going to play that for you right now. Here's four minutes with our old buddy, David. How do you feel now about the Israeli-Palestinian situation now that on Monday the U.S. is moving the embassy to Jerusalem? I I have to say that you have a magnificent president and he is seeing the exact and the correct uh, uh, um, our... Uh, yeah, I forgot the words. Just a minute. You see exactly what happened in the Middle East and in, um, know how to react to any uh, president in each country in the Middle East. Uh, unbelievable. Believe unbelievable. So you love Trump? Uh, I don't know if I love his face and love uh, his choices. Um, but I have to say um, about the Middle East, what it does, it's uh, um, very bravely and unbelievable. I do agree. I, I do agree that his decision to move the embassy is a good one. Yeah, but it's not only the, uh, the move the embassy to Jerusalem. It's also the. Um, you know, uh, yesterday he quit from the agreement uh, with the pact with Iran. Yeah, that I think is a bad idea. Yeah. Um, uh, okay. I don't think what I well, what I think about Obama, but if he he, he, uh, he did a brave step for um, un nuclear Iran. 
You think it's a good idea to get out of the Iran deal? Yes, but uh, you know, it's only f- uh, not for Israel. Um, it's also for Saudi Arabia that um, they very friendship, a big friendship of the United States, and also for um, uh, Israel. Um, and uh, you know, not for the Israel, the, for all area. Mm-hmm. It's very, it's very important. To, well, I hope that you're right. I hope that you're right. I, I sure I'm right. You know, uh, United States has uh, has the power, and nobody messed with the United States, True. not even Russia. So, um, since Trump um, get the get the job, since Trump get the job, you know, even the the Russia. Uh, go out from Syria and they um, less involved in the Middle East. Mm-hmm. Putin, uh, Putin allowed himself to, to well, involve what happened in the Middle East and to make chaos in our area. And when Trump joined by your country, he made uh, <laughs> he make a ordination. Yeah, exactly. He doesn't need to mess around in Syria anymore because he's messing around with America. Yeah, because America, you know, <laughs> America is finally America. David, nobody, nobody mess with the, the big uh, country except Russia. But we'll we'll deal with it when when Trump leaves office. But let's hope for now. Not even, not even Russia. Let's hope and for now that Trump's moves work out in our favor and in Israel's favor. We, we hope so too. You know. Yes, sir. And, uh, Best of luck to us all, my friend. It's great to hear your voice again. Thank you very much, and you too, of course. I'll talk to you soon, buddy. See you in a year. Bye-bye. Thank you. Bye, man. Bye-bye. Thank you, my friend. So there was David, and uh, as enthusiastic as ever, still loves Donald Trump. I mean, you, you, people have different perspectives. I guess they don't care about a lot of the issues that we care about here, like his slow unraveling of American democracy. They don't care about American democracy. They have particular needs. So I guess he's pleasing their needs thus far. We'll see how it shakes out. Um, that all said, I think that is plenty of back. Oh, then, by the way, I went, before I go into the podcast, another fun news tidbit. Went to Midburn, which is Israel's Burning Man, lived in a camp. It was incredible. Randomly, Eric Schmidt, former CEO of Google, was in our camp for like 30 hours. It was very strange. Had an interesting talk with him about Syria. And the fact that he's he's an isolationist in nature, and he's an advisor to the Secretary of Defense, Jim Mattis, but he does not believe in getting involved in these things, that America hasn't won a war since World War II, really, except Grenada, and that he believes that we just keep making mistakes getting involved in these things, and that everything we're doing, even in Syria, is just for show and seems to be too much all about political maneuvering. And he said to me something very interesting that will stick with me forever. He said, I've learned one thing about politicians. You must always look at what they do, not what they say. They're always going to say things for show and for presentation. What they do is what really matters. Very strange to hear such an interesting conversation while literally he's wearing glow lights. I'm wearing lots of glow lights. I had eye makeup on, eyeliner, guideliner, if you will, for the entire trip. Um, ton of fun, but he seemed like a cool dude. And, um, and I also, for the first time in my life, I would be remiss if I didn't mention, I did acid. I was mostly sober a lot of the trip, some drinks in me, but I did LSD for the first time in my life. I was very afraid to do it because the name of it is acid and it's very intense. Um, that's a Ben Morrison joke, but we've all thought it. No offense, Ben. 
And um, but you also hear that like Steve Jobs credits the invention of the iPhone with his acid trips, and a lot of people, a lot of deep thinkers, have credited that drug with being something that helped expand the way they saw the world. And I figure while I'm still in a point in my life where I don't have enormous responsibilities on me, why not try? I was in a safe environment with friends, and I did it, and it was glorious, glorious. It was so nice. Lovely. I don't recommend anybody else doing it. You don't want gloriousness in your life, but it was very eye-opening in certain ways. Just I love when you get to tweak the way you see the planet and see existence. And it would, it had all elements. We went and saw the man burn while I was starting to feel the effects of this thing. And it was so beautiful seeing the fire and the embers flying in the sky. We all of a sudden had a dance party. There were girls that were dancing in our group with like lights all around them. I joined them and took my my, my LED light off of myself and was dancing with it around my body in a way that was probably very unattractive for everybody around. No one wanted to see it. No one needed to see it. I did it regardless. But we were so immersed in our own world during this trip that a huge dust storm kicked up. We were unaware for about seven, eight, nine, ten minutes. We were in a massive dust storm, each of us swallowing huge amounts of dust until eventually it became too obvious to ignore and we had to get out of there. Went back to our camp. I then went into the restroom when finally the visuals kicked in. That restroom came alive. All of a sudden, the toilet turned into a man, like a cartoon character of some kind. The wall, the wood paneling on the walls became very alive. I put my hands on them, which my my uh, fingernails were, were painted because the girls in the camp thought that would be fun to do to me. And I'm like, all right, first time that's happened. But my hand like melded with the wall. It didn't melt, but like it felt that the organic nature of my hand and the wall came alive and they were blending together and I could kind of press into it. I grabbed an apple and I could see the life in the apple. I cured cancer briefly. Um, don't know if it'll stick for the planet or not, but I was able to push it all the way down into the corner and then throw it in outer space. So it'd be great if there's no more cancer. Let's all stay tuned on that one. No promises. And I spent a great deal of the time, all of a sudden I just kept getting hit by these ideas about how to, how to help humanity and how to try, try to solve both our national problems and our global problems. And I came up with these ideas that I won't share now for lack of time because I have to get in the car and drive to Long Beach for shows at the long, for a show at the Long Beach Laugh Factory tonight. Um, and as another side note, this weekend I will be at the La Jolla Comedy Store in San Diego, my old college town. So please come out, get tickets at Glebe.com. Friday through Sunday, I'm doing shows. Friday night with Jay Montapar, host of Ellen's Design Challenge, and Saturday and Sunday with Rick Glassman of the Glassman Boppers, one of the stars of Undateable on NBC. He'll be my special guest Saturday and Sunday, so please come to those shows. And then Dallas and Plano, Texas in July. More dates being added. Um, but I kept having these ideas to help tackle our national problems and these ideas to perhaps in some way eventually tackle world peace. And there were some beautiful ideas that I think that the next day when I was sober still I think are very legitimate. And so I will update on the ideas as as we go. And there are, there are kernels of them I've mentioned on this podcast over the years, but I just don't have time to get into them right now. World peace is a very heavy topic. It takes a lot of time to discuss it. And I'm late for a show, so i got to run. But Without further ado, I will now kick you into this very intriguing conversation tackling the issues of the last month or so about James Comey and his tell-all book and whether that was cool or not, the Syria bombing that Trump did, and whether boycotts are effective at all or not. Plus a monologue with some fun jokes coming at you, a bunch of comics tackling the issues of the day, left and right, coming together as one. Dogs and cats, best friends, don't think of the Stay Puft Marshmallow Man. 
It's an amalgam of Ghostbuster quotes there that I definitely fucked up. Point being, y'all are the best. I hope you enjoy this. And uh, since I won't end with saying it at the end, I'll say it now. Until last week, next week, in about an hour and a half from now, this will have been Last Week on Earth. Enjoy. Please give it up for Mr. Ben Green. How y'all doing? What's going on? You good? Welcome. Welcome to the show. Music news, big music month. Beyonce made history by being the first black woman to headline Coachella or to attend a festival. (laughs) Also this week, a group of surgeons have completed a successful transplant of a penis and a scrotum and abdominal wall in what is being called the world's largest penis transplant, according to the recipient's Tinder bio. Uh, Speaking of dicks, James Comey released his memos last week, and in them he said that President Trump denied being in Moscow the night of the alleged pee-pee tape. However, this was later contradicted by flight records, 47 tweets, and 500 rubles of dry-cleaning bills. In his Nightline interview, James Comey said when he met Trump and shook his hand, it seemed normal size. Way to, way to lose credibility there, James. We know that's not true. What's your next observation? He's not actually orange at all. His wife does love him. She's not there against her will. Come on. Anyone's hand looks regular size next to Comey. He's seven foot five. Comey then said after Trump asked him for loyalty, Comey ran out of the room crying hit his huge head on the door frame and woke up in a Lincoln bedroom completely covered in pee. (laughs) Covered in pee. Only I made that last part up. I made that part up. You're allowed to do that now. You can invent news. It's totally allowed. The president says it's fine. Except if it's about him, then you can't even say news that is real. So it's a confusing double standard situation. Um, But he can set the rules. He is the king, after all. Comey did comment on Trump's hands and skin tone. I think his credibility suffered from all this media blitz he's been doing everywhere, talking a lot of gossip. You can't act like you're an impartial FBI man, then talk shit about a guy's appearance. That's incongruous a little bit. You know what I mean, Mike? I only care about facts that affect the investigations before me. I'm a very serious lawman, but dude orange as fuck. Also hurts your credibility as a classy person above the fray while drinking white wine out of a paper cup with Stephen Colbert. Mostly because wine needs glass to properly aerate. We all know that. He also shouldn't have come out wearing an FBI t-shirt that under it said female body inspector. It took everybody by surprise last week that Michael Cohen's secret client was Sean Hannity, but took nobody by surprise that Somebody want to keep knowing Sean Hannity a secret. I met the guy one time for 10 seconds. I'm still very ashamed. <laughs> this is interesting. Congress is considering legislation that might make it illegal, that would make it illegal to kill dogs and cats for food. Trump has asked that the ban put on hold until after his dinner meeting with Kim Jong-un. Oh, I made that up. <laughs> they eat dog over there. It's not an insult, it's just a fact. This is interesting. Congress is considering legislation that would be illegal to eat dogs and cats. 
Also, they're considering legislation that would ban copying and pasting something twice. <laughs> Last week, Puerto Rico was hit by an island-wide blackout again. On the bright side, at least, they won't have to hear Despacito on the radio for a while. In response to the blackout, Trump replied, I'd help, but don't they have enough paper towels already? He added, also the plus side of a blackout is, you know, no blacks. In Trump's defense, he at least has made America great again. Because you know how sometimes great is used sarcastically? Like in the Great Depression? Or great sandwich. You know, they use that word different ways. Two black men were waiting at waiting for a friend at a Starbucks when police were called because they hadn't ordered anything. The men were obviously arrested for trying to do stuff white people are allowed to do. The good news, though, is that they were not shot by the police. So in a way, this was a feel-good story. If this was 1864. What, what is happening in the country? What's next? The Louisiana Purchase? Maybe one day black men will be allowed to vote. That would be nice. Uh, what holiday-themed flavor should be the next Starbucks holiday treat? By an online vote. They don't want black people in their stores. Black coffee, yes. Black people, we're not sure about it. They're, not, they're on the fence. In other world news, on Monday, Prince William became the father of a new baby boy. Attendants bathed him, fed him, changed him, and then let him hold the baby. <laughs> Facebook revealed that the data breach was not to just 50 million Americans, but more like 87 million. I do not click like on that story. That's the weakest joke I wrote, I apologize. <laughs> Zuckerberg testified before Congress, giving us our longest unedited view of him and proving that he is in fact not yet a human boy. I mean, dude is so stiff, I'd like to use him as my dick. He's a very stiff guy. I, we did not, we apologize for the mistake we made in, in our Facebook privacy. We won't do it again. Way to kill it there, buddy. A new gunman entered a Waffle House and opened fire over the weekend. This story just makes no sense at all. I mean, why would you eat at a Waffle House? A man stopped the shooter with his bare hands and then tackled him and wrestled the gun away in order to save the people in the restaurant. Waffle House has rewarded him with a lifetime supply of Waffle House food, also known as a $100 gift card. Are you guys ready to meet our panel? All right. All great Americans coming up here representing the left. She's the host and creator of Badass Bitches of History on Comedy Central. She also had her own cooking show on IFC and can be seen in the film Bad Santa 2. Please welcome the very funny Jenny Zagrino. Welcome. Grab a chair. Our next guest is one of the head writers on the Jim Jeffries show on Comedy Central. You can also see him on Late Night with Conan O'Brien if you saw it then. Please welcome Forrest Shaw, everybody. Welcome, buddy. Pleasure. Great music for everybody. And representing the right, she's been featured in the hit TV show Brooklyn Nine-Nine and was a writer and producer of the film Take Me, Love Me, Leave Me, Give It Up for Irina Skaya, everybody. Welcome to the program. 
And our last guest was a finalist in Politicon's Comic of the Year. He's also been featured on Fox TV and Variety Magazine. Please welcome Ramsey Badawi, everybody. Welcome. Thank you very much. Before we get totally into the fray of a bunch of insanity, let's start with something that hopefully we can all agree on with a segment we call, Can We All Agree? Can we all agree that collectively as a society we have given enough money to Starbucks so their restroom should be free for all of us to use? Each menu item is like thirty-nine fifty. You can let us hop in there real quick and do what God intended. Do we agree? Yes. Yeah, I think we do. Yeah. yeah. Have you tried their steak uh, pita sandwiches? Their steak pita sandwiches. Pita sandwich? Yes. Sounds like a nightmare. No, I did not. I've not tried that. Tasting that should make every bathroom free in the country. Because <laughs> you'll you'll need it after. They don't go through you well, folks. <laughs> I agree. I guarantee Irina's about to not agree because even she can't agree with the agree segments. Is this what's happening? Sexism. Uh, I, <laughs> I think it should be free for everyone who is attractive. <laughs> even if you're homeless, if you're pretty, you can use the bathroom. That's what I do. Well, you're representing the right in a very yeah. beautiful way. <laughs> I, I don't drink coffee, so I haven't contributed any money to them. But I mean, I still think you should be able to use it. Any bathroom that's everywhere. public. I agree. Hotels. If you ever need to use a bathroom, there's a bathroom in every lobby of hotels. Just go in there. They're not going to ask you. Oh, that's, my, that's my move. Yeah, yeah. Pull off the freeway, and it's like a really nice, rarely used bathroom, too. Yeah, it's clean. It's usually a single stall. It's beautiful. You go in the handicapped stall, you have yourself a day. Yeah. Spa day. It's a spa day. You guys have some confidence, dude. I could never do that. Really? You can't I feel embarrassed. Oh, no. You walk right there. They don't know who's in there. You walk into it. Right. Yeah. Do you know what I did the other day? A handle with sweets? I had to use the bathroom. Did I yell at you? I had to use the bathroom, so I pulled off, and I went to a Denny's, and I had them seat me. (laughs) I swear to God, I was like, my friends are coming. They'll be here soon. (laughs) Ran to use the bathroom and just fucking laughed as fast as I could. I think that's worse. Yeah, that's worse. Expectations yeah. and hopes these poor people who work at Denny's that are like, yep. maybe, maybe yep. I'll make rent today. But no, you just had to take a shit mm-hmm. instead. You think I give a fuck about the working class? Yeah. <laughs> no, but here's the thing is, they're not making a lot of money. They don't care if you use the yeah, bathroom. No one in there is like, all right, hold on. You know what I mean? yeah, they want to be out of their shit. They don't care. Also, they just go behind the corner, the counter, just grab a muffin and just be like, thanks, and leave. They'd be like, Oh, he's so silly. <laughs> also, just look at the fact, and we'll talk more about it later, but you as a white man can go in there, pretend you're waiting for friends, and use the restroom. But you can actually be waiting for friends, for friends when black and you end up in prison. First of all, Ramsey's not a white man. Just like... But thank you. You're welcome. Yeah, you're, you appear white at first glance to a lot of people. What is your ethnic background? Racism. Okay. On, so we fully uh, on Palestinian? You're Palestinian. Yeah, but I know that We would have adjusted security. See? <laughs> On the good side, we have one of them. See? Oh, congratulations! So not racist. You're, you're Palestinian, very much so. Yeah. Were you born in the Palestinian territories? No, no, no. Family heritage. I was born here, but I used to I used to live back in the uh, West Bank. Oh, that's cool. I spent some time there recently. Really? Very nice place. What the fuck for? <laughs> I wanted to get the experience, and, and as a half Israeli man, I wanted to show that I'm not afraid. Wait, you're not full Jew? <laughs> you know, I'm half. I'm full Jew, just only half of it's Israeli. Oh, okay. he, he still has the group on to go, but yeah. <laughs> Oh, Mike Malone in the back of our fact checks. By the way, I forgot to mention, everybody has a fact check card here on the okay. panel. One time you can call for a live fact check. One of our founding fathers back there, Mike Malone, will tell us in real time as we continue talking whether that is in fact true or not. Rams, you want to say something? When he said he was Israeli, I scooted away for comedic effect. <laughs> and nobody laughed. 
I just need that to be clear that I'm not really anti-Semitic. I'm that, very happy about I that. I thought you were just anxious. I just have like an anxious feel about you. I thought you. I thought it was a Jew thing, but it's you not. You might have been one to actually scoot back on account of camera angles, but up to you. You know what I mean? Okay. That's lucky for you. I can't scoot away. So. <laughs> you just go behind the curtain. Hey! All right. We're going to launch into our first of our three major topics. Pull a Comey. Because remember, I, I read the documents. What did Comey do? He hid behind a curtain. Oh, he hid next to a curtain. Yeah. He had a matching suit and tie so that mm-hmm. Trump hopefully wouldn't see him, which is the dumbest thing I've ever heard in my life. That always he works. thinks he wouldn't see him cute. standing in the back of <laughs> the Oval that Office. That, that always works in a Mr. Bean movie. Yeah, exactly. He is Look. like a Mr. Bean. He's just he a really kind of tall, powerful Mr. Bean. <laughs> it's beautiful. All right, speaking of Comey, it's a perfect transition. If you've turned on your television during the last couple weeks, you have seen the former FBI director on the television plastering the airwaves. He has a new book out called A Higher Loyalty. In the book, he talks about his ongoing battle with President Trump and his eventual and very sudden firing from the FBI. America's, of course, as with all things, divided on who to side with. On the one hand, you've got the former highest-ranking member of the FBI. On the other, the president, who's currently under investigation for a grocery list of things. Uh, how dangerous is this feud? How bad is it for a president, taking it away from Trump for a minute, how bad is it for a president in general to try to discredit an agency like the FBI? Discredit? I think they discredited themselves when they were looking at our text messages and jerking off to our photos. I think Snowden discredited them. assuming all. they jerked off. <laughs> I hope so. I'd be flattered. I want to interject. Yeah. Yeah. I'd be flattered. So I think, they, I think Snowden discredited them a long time ago, and now it just seems like a bad breakup, and Comey can't get over it. I'm sorry he let you go. You need to stop calling him. <laughs> so you don't think it's a problem for the President of the United States to actively try to reduce confidence in our intelligence agencies? No, but also I was dropped as a baby. So. <laughs> that explains so much. I was so... You, no. Jenny Rum, Ramsey, go ahead. I was just going to say, I, this is why I disagree. I kind of don't care. Not, I, it's not that I don't care. Is that I feel like every second Trump is fighting with somebody is the second he's not doing something. <laughs> so I feel like I feel like regardless I'm okay. It, it, any other president, I think it would be a problem. This president, I'm like fuck it. He's like a rodeo clown. Let him go. Let Comey fucking fight everybody. I hope tomorrow morning Trump is fighting the Postmaster General. Uh, he's fighting everybody. <laughs> By the way, higher loyalty. I think we know who's loyal to. I mean, come on. He's definitely sucking up on the stick. Well, he's higher he's so, loyalty because he's graphic. so tall. Hi, hi, everyone. Oh, look, I just, before I even talk, I'm just going to say that I have Googled many of the people in power's photos when they were young to judge their sexiness. Comey's a fucking beast, okay? Have you seen young people? Comey? Oh, hottie. Him, Joe Biden. Woo! Okay. We all agree. Joe Biden was a fucking fox when he was young. Yes! I've never seen a young Joe Biden. Pull well, up young Joe Biden. Pull up actually, young Joe Biden. He was actually born like that. He's Benjamin Buttoning. Oh, he's gone. Yeah, yeah. He was born in old. He's actually four. But um, I feel like, you know, we're just at this kind of uh, weird time where we always knew that, you know, the government was shitty and spying and doing all that stuff. Uh, we all knew it. We just were like, yeah, whatever. I like my phone. But I feel like uh, with this, it's it's almost like, okay, like we knew you were shitty, but this is a little, it's a little too much. Like, I'm confused. Well, okay. We always knew that the FBI was shitty, right? And then the minute that the FBI turns its way to Trump, 
for doing shitty things that we all know he did shitty things. Then he's like, well, aren't they shitty? And it's like, yeah, we knew they were shitty, but now they're just being shitty to you, and now you're pissed off about it. Exactly. So you made my yeah. point. Okay. No, I think no, you're making I, the I, point that despite the president being, feels like, being feeling feeling like he's being mistreated by the FBI. That's the only time he ever turns on people when it affects him personally. Right. But the president's obligation should perhaps be to protect the integrity of the reputation of our intelligence agencies so foreign adversaries, for example, don't think we are very weak and have a bunch of bullshit organizations. Yeah. I, it's, uh, Thank you, one person. That is your mom? Sort of, she is, but that was not her clapping. Now she's clapping. There she is. <laughs> This is my parents' dead metal right there. I was, I, I was actually oh, kidding. I did not know that. That's true. Like <laughs> a sandbag right there. <laughs> which, which one of you is Israeli? <laughs> my mom right there. Okay, I'll stay away from The you. right one. <laughs> uh, I'm sort of conflicted with this because it's like, I, I grew up not liking the FBI ever because they're like the man. You know, like, they're never the hero. Like, in any mob movie, are you rooting for the FBI or the mobsters? You're always rooting for the mobsters, and they're murderers. That's how bad the FBI is. And it's like, I, I did a lot of drugs when I was like, I don't like any law enforcement. And now, because he's decided he's going to go after Trump, I'm supposed to be on his side, because I'm, you know, I'm liberal. But it's like, it's like he, he screwed up the election, and it was like, that wasn't that long ago. And now he's, like, trying to make up for it. It's like somebody buying your car and wrecking it. And now getting you, like, a shitty bike they found. And be like, hey, we're even, right? Yeah. like, no, you fucked but this I, whole thing up. I don't know, though, because... Well, okay, if, if he did... I don't think he fucked up the election, because I'm still very much a believer that there's too many uh, Russian hands in it that it would have it would have gone that way anyway. Yeah, it's a trifecta of people that were yeah. fucked up the election. Mark Zuckerberg, the Russian, Mark Zuckerberg, Irina Skaya, and Comey are the three that fucked up the election. You know what? He did. He did. It's it's the biggest scam ever. He did fuck up the election for Hillary, and now he's selling a book to the left like some sort of folk hero. It's the biggest scam. He's become a hero, but he yeah. fucked it up for you guys. And if you still won it, but you know, by the popular vote, but that's how. That's how bad Trump was. But even with Comey's help, even though she won the popular, somehow he's still it's still Doesn't amazing. Matter. That he's in the, I mean, why is, why is he still? <laughs> if, if Trump is so confident, then why is he still? Oh no, no, he's he's. But he's like, like, I'm with you. 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 I agree with you. What you said too. It's like it's like yeah. Of course he was like oh I love Comey. I love him. I had him over for dinner. I don't know if you read some of the notes in the book. One of the things was he had yeah. Comey over for dinner and yeah. he was looking at cards that were written in calligraphy and then Trump was like. Calligrapher. That doesn't sound like a real word. It's like, he doesn't know what the fuck calligraphy is. Like, that's like one of the most astounding things ever. And all the astounding things, I'm like, that's our... Come on. I have the best... That's fair in his life. No, I have the best words, just not when they're curly. Yeah. How to read curly letters. But, yeah, he, he, he did make a quick switch. He's like, I love coming. He's like, oh, no, I hate him, which is exactly what you were saying. He's like, now he's... Now that it's against him, he's well, like, oh, yes. He was asking Comey to publicly publicly state that he was not being investigated, so he wouldn't do that. So Trump fired him. I mean, that's really that's really what happened. Right, There's but nothing that's not nefarious. allowed to do. That is nefarious. In, on right. his exact face, you can't do that. Why? The, the president does not. That was my next question, so it's a perfect transition again. Thank you again, Irina. Exactly. Is, can a pre should a president be allowed to ask for loyalty from an FBI director? And the answer to that, in my opinion, should be no, because they are not the same organization. Comey does not work for Trump. They are autonomous organizations. Someone that investigates you cannot yeah. be asked to pledge loyalty to you for obvious reasons of how investigations work. 
But also, it's, it's the government. You don't ask for loyalty. You're just supposed to do your job by the way you're supposed to do it. You know? Yeah, do it very badly and slowly. It's the but, government. But doesn't every boss ask you for loyalty? That's the part that I'm kind of confused about. You give it to him? I, I, I do. I follow uh, the right. You sat down at Denny's. Like, I sat down at Denny's. Oh, thank you. Yeah, yes. God, it's like, I got to do all my side work before I leave. <laughs> That's what attracted me to the right, is the rules. They're meant to be followed. <laughs> I got, um, JCPenney uh, did ask me to pledge loyalty when I applied for a job in their shoe department. And I said I would go with whatever was right, and I didn't get that job. Wow. See? Oh, well, and so there you go. Wow. JCPenney, real, real big on loyalty. <laughs> they out of business. Well, that's why. And also, just to again clarify, it is okay, maybe weird and power-hungry for a private company to have the boss to ask for loyalty, but not illegal. But the, the whole basis of government, it's by the people, for the people, of the people. The whole premise is that's the one place where you're supposed to have only the interests of the majority of the people in mind and not serving the orange guy. Plus, I will tell you, loyalty, you don't ask for loyalty. People give it to you right. because they respect you. When you ask for it, it's because you're a douchebag and you yeah. have to ask people for it. It 100% doesn't work when you, when you ask for it. Someone's like, this guy's asking me. It's like when Is a girl comes on too strong early. Yes, yes. I ask for loyalty. You have to earn it. I come from a part of the world where uh, loyalty is taken over through a civil war, <laughs> and that's it. So that's all I understand. I, like this <laughs> I thought you were from here. <laughs> I'm from here, but you know, for college, for college, for college booking purposes, I'm from over there. So. <laughs> I got you. That makes sense. Guys, okay. we have an A rap here at Iowa State. I'm so excited to have him. I come Doesn't understand how Denny's work. I get it. There's, I just there's no rules there. So, okay, can we all agree then, since we're trying to find middle grounds on all of our topics on We the People, can we agree that while the president certainly is free to say what he wants and tweet what he wants, that for the sake of the country, the president needs to at least have the back of the intelligence organizations just at least outwardly, even if he's going nuts about them within the White House, to his cabinet, to shouldn't he at least outwardly never undermine them so that other foreign adversaries don't think we are crumbling? Can we agree but, on that? But do you think they don't think we're crumbling? <laughs> Yeah, they, no, I think they do think they it, largely because of this. Yeah. They didn't I think, think we were crumbling under Obama when we had the illusion, at least, that we still had all of our organizations oh, that is not. intact and working kind of as a somewhat of a cohesive machine. That's not true. When Obama was in power, Russia was making fun of you guys so hard. And now that Trump's in power, they respect you. I watch the Russian news. Well, there was the <laughs> investigation right there. I, feel like I, I mean, I don't know if I would trust the Russian news. What's wrong with Just, RT? Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> RT is good. If I was the Only president. the topless one. <laughs> That's why one Trump loves RT because it's, it makes him think of retweet. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. or, or in Russia, we call it real Trump. That's what we call it over there. So we're a fan. Yeah. So we do not agree, we do agree. I would say if I was a president, I mean, I don't, like I said, I'm not a fan of the FBI and I just feel it. But if I was a president, I would want them on my side, obviously. Especially, number one, they're going to go after you like they are. And number two, yeah, you want the intelligence. Because at that point, you're going to be power-hungry, and then, eh, I don't care about people's civil rights anymore. So. But, do, but don't you feel like, do you know what it feels like to me? It feels like my parents are fighting, and now I get to do whatever the fuck I want to do. And that's why I like it. I'm like, fight. Fucking who cares? No one's looking at me now. He's in trouble. I mean, you don't piss him off. That's what he did, and now they're coming after him. Right. When somebody's angry, you one of the main moves not to do is to piss them off more. you got to say, my bad, bro. Just simply... 
to calm them down a little. Okay, fine, but in the book, why why would you talk about someone's appearance? That that's, I agree that. to show favoritism. I think that's a little ridiculous. But he's been fired. He didn't say that kind of yeah. stuff back then. Trump never well, says anything did. about people's appearance, so that was really rude of him. <laughs> and Trump still has the job. He ran two on that platform. Make, okay. Yeah, two wrongs don't make a right for us. He ran on that. All right, can we at least agree that people Comey who is work very sexy. at I the agree. head? <laughs> Comey is sexy. I agree. Bring Bring my I don't think they have the ability to do that. It's a PowerPoint slide that's going on here. Can we... Can we do we need a break? Call me a dick. Do we need a hot call me break for a minute? Can we... Oh my God, I'm going to wash that out of my eyes and ears. Wait, can we... I didn't know Comey was hot Can we at least agree that Comey is hot and that at least... People at the head of organizations shouldn't be fired via Twitter. Can we at least agree on that? Okay. I, I agree. You shouldn't yeah, be fired during Twitter. Maybe make a phone call first, have a little back phone. Not fired I think Twitter. you should send a text like a breakup. Like, I'm sorry, this isn't working. Yeah. See you later, XOXO Trump. Like, yeah. like a text message. Then just ghost, then he replies. Yeah, 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 exactly. yeah, you should just ghost him. Yeah. Okay. All right, our next topic. We are moving on. Professional uh, to drink. Oh, please I, drink. I, I usually drink during these. I don't know why I'm not right now. Cheers, Forrest. Oh, that's pretty. <laughs> if anybody wants to bring me a vodka soda with lime, I'm in. All right. I see nobody. Mom. Oh, no, I see it. It's happening. Yeah, mom. Yes, mom. Thank you. You must be so proud. Can She's I drinking have herself. three Red Bulls? <laughs> three? Does that balance out the missing meds? Missing, yes, absolutely. I like that. All right, speaking of beverages, God, I'm good at these transitions. Starbucks! We're living in the age of boycotts. We all know it. Now more than ever, people are voting with not only their dollars, but their social media influence. Last week, a video hit the Twitter sphere featuring two African-American men getting arrested at a Starbucks while waiting for a friend. And within 24 hours, people all over the country were uh, boycotting the company, encouraging boycotts. The CEO of Starbucks tried his best to mitigate the effects apologizing several times, meeting with the guys who were arrested, and closing all Starbucks forever. <laughs> My mistake, for an afternoon. <laughs> to better train like them. <laughs> to better train them in racial bias and racial sensitivity. And props a refresher on the complex menu. Uh, should employees be better trained for racial bias at companies across the country? And what about when companies side with one side of a political issue? Should they be boycotted for that? Uh, for example, when Dick's Sporting Goods was in the news because they stopped selling AR-15s, people boycotted them because they, they stood on the side of gun control. And there are a lot of other examples. Uh, just some, a short list of companies that are being boycotted in some degree for, to some degree for political reasons. Target, TJ Maxx, Walmart, BP Gas Stations, Amazon, L.L. Bean, Hudson Bay, whatever that is, Netflix, Zappos, and Nordstrom. Netflix. Netflix. Is it getting too ridiculous? Should we only do business with people who agree with us? Because, like, I don't know, for example, if my mechanic believes in climate change. But we're going to have to, you know, maybe, maybe we have to go on Yelp and check out the political stance of people we do business with. Their service was great, but he doesn't believe in the Paris Accords. One star. I, say, I, am, I am so tired of the boycotts. It's like every week there's a new boycott. And you know what? I'm going to boycott boycotts. This is what I'm going to do. I'm going to start blocking boycotts, and if you want to call me a cop blocker, I don't care. 
I am done with boycotts. I do not care anymore. Don't care. I, I don't even know. Boycott. You made that list just now. I don't even know there's boycotts yeah. on all those. Well, no, I don't even know what I'm supposed to not be buying. You know the TV Max? What? I didn't even know. Netflix? Come on. Netflix. What is the TJ Maxx? Nobody knows. I've been boycotting TJ Maxx for 30 years now. <laughs> <laughs> it's just too expensive. What? Um, I So I just think all, all these corporations are, they're all bullshit that they actually give a fuck. It's like, I remember the refugee thing. Nike was like, oh, refugees, welcome. It's like you were hiring children. You hire kids to make your shoes. It's like, oh, yeah, all refugees are welcome. Except the kids they have to be at work in the morning. Like, that's bullshit. Nike believes every kid deserves a first job. If it's in a sweatshop, what else? Yeah. <laughs> sure. I'm all for it. But little notes in those Nike shoes. <laughs> I boycott I just, free market. I'm for it. It's just, it's, bull, it's bullshit. Because it, our attention spans are so, so small. Like, you're like, oh yeah, fuck Starbucks. But when you're in a town of 500 and the only thing around there is a Starbucks, that's like your beacon of hope. Okay, so I like it's and also it's stupid. to to some degree. Well, of course, it's not it's not cool to be arrested for sitting waiting for a friend, but it's not like this was a policy of Starbucks nationwide. Yeah, yeah like just Hobby one Hobby. dude Fuck Hobby overreacted. Hobby. I mean, just reacted to a thing he shouldn't have reacted to at all. But it doesn't seem like it's a stance of the company. Yeah, there was some internal memo. Please, uh, if there's ever a black person, if he's He's brown or darker. Make sure there's a real friend coming. <laughs> like there's, you got there's people. Or, I, I, I know what the TJ Maxx. Uh, oh, please. About. Um, so uh, apparently, there's uh, retailer stores out there like TJ Maxx who are refusing to sell Ivanka Trump's clothing. And so part of the uh, the boycott is there's 27 retailers uh, that Trump supporters are boycotting, including Amazon and TJ Maxx. But are they? Bad clothes. Yeah. Maybe we'll just start buying it. And they were like, bye. If, they, if people wanted her clothes, they're going to buy... Like, I don't even... Like, I don't ever follow a boycott. I go to where I want to buy the stuff. I don't even look at a list like, oh, I can't shop here. Because, I mean, yeah. maybe that's... Uh, maybe I should, but I don't really... Like, Hobby Lobby, I'm never going to go... Yeah, what they did was, was fucked up, but I, I'm not in... I don't make model airplanes, so it doesn't matter. Like, I was just like... <laughs> what about, about Chick-fil-A? Like, Chick oh, my God, their chicken's so good. Their chicken's yeah. so good. And let me tell you something. That's the problem. Let me tell you. how much problem. your political thing yeah. is, if you like the product, you're like, well... Yeah. yeah. And there are definitely gay people eating at the Chick-fil-A. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And I, and I, yeah. There is an abs- I'm not saying I'm, I'm stereotyping. I'm just saying that just the numbers... It's, there's definitely... I don't know whether they, yeah. they dress differently to go there to make sure so like they don't look like they're gay or something, or they don't do their hair correctly, and they're just like, yep, I'm a straight male here eating it. I welcome the, the shit out of it. I love it. Uh, there was a boycott. I went into Starbucks on Sunday, in and out in five minutes, fastest it's ever happened for me. I'm trying to get them to boycott other things that I go to now. All I'm saying is every time Gold's United gym. Airlines fucks up, those prices go down. You want that trip to Italy? That's a good point. I right? want to get dragged out of an airplane. That's, that's I know. Me too. I would love that too. I, I really want, want that. Yeah, that's something we can all agree on. We all want to be dragged yeah. on planes. I would love to be dragged on planes. I don't know. Bleed a little bit. I'm ready. I, I actually want I, anything. Yeah, I would love hey. to be tased, punched, and pulled off an airplane. What if you just okay? That's, that's, that's something you have to pay for at night. When you don't do that at night. When yeah. Disneyland, I'm hoping something order. falls on my head. Doesn't kill me, but you know, like just to dent my skull, maybe drops my IQ a few points, and that's a, a gold mine. <laughs>
The other, Here's the, oh, go ahead, Rams. No, you please. As I say, the other day, back on this, I hope something bad happens to right. me. I was uh, vaping outside of a club. All right, you can stop that. Yeah, we don't need to. Our next topic. That's right, I'm white. Finish, I forgot about that. All right. Finish so, the club <laughs> vaping story, please. Listen, I was vaping outside of a club. Pretty cool. I understand. And this uh, security guard was like, hey, you got to stop. You got to stop vaping. You're not allowed to vape. When so, a club good. security good. guard corrects good. your behavior, good. does that make you question your life choices? It makes me double down. I started vaping harder. And I, I was like, tase me. This will unite the country. What it the really would. What club was it? Oh, it was uh, the Irvine Improv. It wasn't like a club club. But yeah. Oh, oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah, real tough door people there. Literally, Gwen Stefani used to be the door girl at the Irvine Improv. So. Can I also say Starbucks is like the most woke business? So if they're calling people they are racist... That's how you create Trump supporters. I was a Bernie fan until someone called me racist for no reason, and then I joined Team Trump. So we're just creating more evil people. So you don't care about the political positions. You just want an angry old man. Yeah. yeah. Regardless so, of what so, class. So you're outside the club. Companies can't have a political opinion there. It's money. Money well, has to yeah, yes. yeah. Well, but I'll hear the rest of the, of the club thing, and then we'll go right back to that. Oh, no, the, the, I was hoping to God that he would tase me because I thought it would unite the country. I was like, look... Muslim guy tased, the left will be upset, and then guy who vapes, alt-right, jumps in with me, and I fucking get it going. Come on, people, let's go. one of our own vapors, man. Should we boycott the improv? Is that what you're trying to say? Let's, well, no joke, as this yeah, happened, my, right my vodka tonic came, and the glass is broken. I was just sipping on broken glass. Boycott! I think I've just found my retirement plan, you guys. <laughs> Pretty solid. I, I, yeah, that's the other question. Should companies take political stances, and then should people... Boycott a response, or should we, or does the free market just dictate we can pass yeah. petitions around, but we actually have to stop getting coffee? Because the way I, I take the Starbucks boycott, like the other day, I still got a Starbucks, but in Starbucks, I just posted a sarcastic Instagram story. So I've worked yeah, out for everybody. Show, show that machine. Show that machine. Has anyone ever boycotted anything here? No. Oh, it's not yeah. 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 You have? What'd you boycott? What's that? Jimmy Jones? Jones? What? They're having delicious submarines. How dare you? He's an elephant hunter. He's an elephant uh, hunter? Is that why it's so tasty? See, <laughs> it's elephant meat. I don't, I don't like I that, but I have a bad memory, and, I have, and I'm fat. What? So I'm going to be on the road, and I'm going to see Jimmy Jones and be like, right. no, I'm not supposed to eat this for some reason, can but you it's not, delicious. Can yeah. you not follow the boycott when you're drunk? Because drunk, you can't avoid a Jimmy John's. Are we eating elephants? Yeah. Is that what's happening with Jimmy John's? That's why it's so good. Did Jimmy John himself shoot the elephant, or who? He goes on safari, and he, he hunts endangered animals, and elephants and leopards. Ah, uh, let's boycott Jimmy Jones, everybody. Yeah. I'm for that. I'm still going. Do you think he hunts them because they're so slow? And Jimmy Johns is so fast. He's like, fuck these elephants. Okay, I'm going to stay back here. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think I've ever boycott anything. I just, yeah, I just don't. I'm sure I have. I just can't remember. It was so scarring for me. I definitely disagree <laughs> with things. Probably yeah, ever I from my stage when I was in high school because it was super cool. Such right. a hot topic. Yes, okay. I boycott. Yeah. I boycotted a, a American apparel when I heard they were exploiting on models. Plus, their shirts were too skinny and make it look like a man boobs. <laughs> so I took a break from them. It was the shirts. Oh, yeah. That's what it was. Oh, okay. I, I don't like exploitation at all. I wanted to boycott Starbucks when they uh, said that they were going to hire 10,000 refugees. Yeah, that was... So I just felt like the, a barista... 
I don't. I don't ever want a, a barista who's seen war. I'm not interested yeah. in that. Then I have to take that. I'm not. I don't want to do that. Do you want a barista with perspective? I want a dead-eyed fifteen-year-old. I don't want a fucking Syrian who's seen war. You know. I will say this. I feel like everybody in this room and everybody in the world, if you really dug into your past, there's something bad you did, yeah. or something that someone would disagree with, and that if you owned a business, you, you know. What you, what, I just, I don't want to know. How about that? I didn't want to know that about Jimmy Jones. How about that? That makes me not want to go there now. But I didn't want to know that because now I'm gonna feel bad if I get a Jimmy Jones sandwich. But, but I don't boycott. I just go there. I like it. Mm. Also, I mean, with animals, like I'm no fan of elephant hunting by any means. But at the same time, it's pretty arbitrary what animals we protect and which ones well, we eat a at a rapid rate. That's true. I, I want to boycott Amazon because I feel like. Um, what they do to the communities that they go into, yeah. and that they basically uh, are killing small businesses. Now the living like, wage is yeah what, thirty thousand. I mean, it's ridiculous. What, a lot what? of well, it's actually thirty thousand. They did a whole survey on it, and most of the people who work at Amazon also have food stamps. Like they cannot buy food, so why don't we Boy, boycott God, Amazon God. too? Now the good news is they get them delivered next day. <laughs> <laughs> sometimes, sometimes the same day. That's, uh, I mean, that's a sad tale about the big company coming and taking out the little guys. It really, it's literally the plot of, of You Got Mail. <laughs> but I still feel like at the end, they were all happy at that bigger bookstore, weren't they? I, I mean, I, I, it's just, like you said, the same thing with the animals, the same thing with the... With, we all have... Everyone's talking about boycotting on their iPhone. It's fucking weird. Just... Right, on an iPhone being made by child labor yeah, yeah. that are being saved by suicide nets outside of windows. Great branding, though. And the suicide nets are also made there, too. <laughs> I will say this about the animals, just then we're getting off the top of the point, but it's not arbitrary because the animals that we eat, there's a lot of, that we, we breed them to eat them. We don't eat elephants, we don't eat lions, we don't eat cheetahs. You could eat them if you were really hungry, but you trust me, you don't want it. Trust me, I've eaten a lot of them. It sounds like it is, but uh, you, you just don't want to. Plus, there's not a lot of them. That's the thing. We're trying. We're trying to save them because we've destroyed all their habitat, and then or, or killed them, so they're not there. There's yeah, you still wouldn't cows. eat a Jimmy John sandwich. Oh yeah, I'll go there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the sprouts Sorry, and the turkey are just like it's phenomenal. Yeah. It's life changing. So it even happened recently again with Laura Ingram, right? Even with right. people that say things that are objectionable. Yeah, and, she's a monster. And then David Hogg said, her, her, her ratings the, went up. Her ratings went up. Yeah, her ratings she lost 15 up. sponsors. Yeah, but her ratings went up. And now the sponsors are coming back. Weird. Yeah, but They're now here's work. the thing is like, I, I saw his tweet, like, let's boycott And I was just like, I couldn't even tell you one thing we were supposed to boycott. Yeah. <laughs> and I don't, I don't like her. I think she's terrible. Like, But it's just like, I, I guess I'll get around to boycotting. I, I thought she was a real doctor. Like, I have no idea who Laura Ingram is. I don't know where to look her up. I don't know where to do. She was Dr. Laura. She was Dr. Laura. Dr. Laura. I am just finding out they are not the same people. <laughs> they are not. So I just fact-checked it, and they are two separate people. <laughs> Thank you very much. Francie, Thank you, Michael. Michael the night. Wait, Dr. Laura was the one that did the radio advice. Yes. Tough love book. Dr. Laura Schlesinger. Yeah. Oh, she's wow. going All Also different than Eliza Schlesinger. Now, who owns? <laughs> <laughs> very Eliza different people. So, can we all agree with regards to boycotts, then? Of course, if you feel like boycotting a company, fine. But trying to, like, really bum out your friends by saying you must stop going to Starbucks might be a little harsh for a thing that's not a company-wide policy. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Also, yeah. can we just see the full story from now on whenever we boycott? I don't know what's going on. It's just like... Okay, so people can be different even though they have the same first name. There's a Dr. Laura. 
and there's also a Laura Ingraham. So I have multiple college degrees. I have no idea. Uh, we're gonna move I, on, I, you guys. I would oh, just agree that boycotts don't work. Yeah, and we'll second that. Especially when matter. the people we're trying to boycott make great coffee or tasty sandwiches. Yeah. It's much easier to boycott TJ Maxx. It's not that good. Yeah. No, no. Chick-fil-A new flat white. Really try the new flat white, you guys. I'm Once sorry, the whole discrimination against black people blows over, try the, the flat the white. New, it's the very new good. flat white. It's been around for five years. I, has it? Yes. I'm a fan. And they're, and they're like eating espresso or something. It makes I, some good products. All I'm saying. I've been uh, boycotting companies that do business in Israel for the last few years and. Any second now, I think they're coming down. Mom, get them. It's me. I'm taking you guys all down by not. Fiber's going you, down and uh, hummus. Hummus and hummus. It's like a hummus market's doing great still, especially in the city. But. You're boycotting Israeli businesses? I'm not really. Wait. I knew Waze was an Israeli business because of how many times it almost killed me. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. Well, yeah. Moving on. I think it's the perfect time for one more round of Can We All Agree? Comey's written a book. Hillary wrote a book. Michael Wolff wrote a book. Can we all agree that no matter what happens with Trump's presidency, no more damn books, at least for a little while. We're only a year in. There's new stuff every single day. The time you finish one book, they're like, well, you're not going to believe what happens in the sequel. you got to read the next book. Can you call me in ten years when we are all dead? I will read it then. I would read Melania's book. I heartbeat. Oh, I'd read oh that God. book. I would read that book so much. Because it would be a children's book level reading. Uh, if, if you could just read it. It is very difficult being first lady. You, you want just... to hold hands. Good wow. night. I was a graphic designer back in my home. She speaks a lot of languages. Except English. <laughs> you can just read Michelle Obama's book first, and it'd be the same as reading Melania's book. <laughs> No, because Melania's going to divorce Trump. Yeah, she's going to divorce Trump. So I want to read it. I, I just hate... They should just do it now. I think it would be... Fun. No, no, they It'd have awesome. an agreement. They're going to ship her back if he does it now. They have to stay. I just... Uh, a lot of information. Can we agree? <laughs> I agree with, your, with it wholeheartedly. The other thing I, I hate is how long subtitles have become. Like, every one of these books is like... You know, under fire. The real story of what happened Tuesday, September 31st. As soon as you turn the. It's like, I'm tired before I've even opened the fucking book. Who but I don't hate that. You know, you can get them on, you know, digital. I like the old school books. I got a great tip for you on this book reading. It's hard, takes a long time. There's an app called Blinkist that summarizes all nonfiction books in like little 10 page summaries. It's pretty great. Ew. There also yeah. is, I just let people that, I let everybody yeah, read Cummings' book, and then they just put, put all the highlights, and I read five articles of yeah. the highlights, and I was like, I read it. Yeah. I know what's going on in there. It's not like James Comey's exactly known for his, his eloquent prose. Calligraphy. <laughs> you guys know that? No, you didn't. I didn't read the, the book. Somebody else read it. I just wrote it, You know too. that? So, he, so Trump can't read it. <laughs> <laughs> it's written in code. <laughs> Listen, it's some strange language I cannot read. I've given it, I would give it to the FBI to decode, but not fan, not a fan. <laughs> All right, moving on to our third and final large topic before we open it up to our audience for anything that pisses you off during this conversation, triggers you, gives you thoughts or questions, you can address comments or questions to any of us. But before that, just we're going to end it with a light topic. Syria! <laughs> our final topic is about the recent strikes. 
Ramsey is, is pumping up the air like Ronnie from Jersey Shore. Dude, if Trump drops another bomb, I'm voting for him for a third term. I swear to God, I'm so term. on board with this. Well, they're they're a third. They weren't bombs, ah. but you're talking the missiles. The missiles, the bombs, whatever the fuck you want to hit Syria with, I'm on board 100%. Every Arab is on board with, with this. Let's get, let's get rid of Bashar al-Assad. Why? Dude, Iran's not on board. He's a, They're not Arabs. Good point. Yeah. Uh, they're <laughs> Persian. Bullshit. Why is everybody uh, want? Ethnically ambiguous. Oh, yeah, I'm a Mediterranean. Suck it. <laughs> uh, that could be your slogan, man. That's yeah. a new Twitter bio. Right there. Oh, yeah. That's a good Twitter bio. That'd be, that's, that's, a a good, uh, that's a good hummus brand. Pronounce <laughs> hummus. Suck it, brand hummus. Yeah, I, I don't hate that. I have relatives who live in Syria. I, I, I have so many relatives in the Middle East, and every time Trump like, mm. gets a missile strike going, yeah. the Trump memes start flying. They fucking love it. Let's dude. hope they don't get hit by a missile there. That that's the, yeah, that's the, the way best. Syrians see yeah, it, dude. Yeah. Syrians are like, look, either it hits Bashar Assad or it kills me. Win-win situation. <laughs> <laughs> I don't give a shit anymore. How about this, though? Fact check this. We've only let in 11 Syrians as refugees in this country this year. How are we, how are we attacking a country saying we, that we're trying to protect the citizens of that country and we're not even supporting them as refugees? Come on, but that, but eleven. You can't even accidentally leave eleven people in this country. We thought they were Mexican. It's gone down progressively since since Trump's been in office. Listen, I one hundred percent think we should let. I think you should let every fucking refugee in. I don't give a shit about that. Just not let them work at Starbucks. No, not my uncle. Let them come and have no job. Every refugee should come here and work as like a grief counselor. Or just like a therapist. Okay, so yeah. I show up tell everybody your problems are nothing. Yeah, I show up and I'm like, you think this is bad? Well, I ask you this, just supposed to be leverage. What's the downside of, of letting Syrian refugees into our country? I mean, that's not the question. Yeah. That's no, not no, but, question. No, but I haven't even gone to the question. You're, 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 saying, you're saying attack, 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 missile, and they, fine. I'm not saying that he's a good person and the regime should be in charge. But at the same time, we should be practicing what we preach. Other countries are letting... Germany's letting in over a million refugees. Oh, and, fuck and, Germany. Yeah, well, I'm not saying they're the best. You know, but uh, <laughs> but still, so 11 for the amount of resources we have and the size of our country, it's pretty ridiculous. And then to be like, oh, well, we had to do it because there's a chemical attack. It's pretty I, yeah. I hate... Let me just speak on Germany for one quick second. Wow, come on. We can all bang on Germany. That's easy. <laughs> My problem with Germany yeah. is I hate how they think they're doing good things, so now they're good people. It's like, I have an older brother who does way more community service than me, and it's not because he's better than me. It's because he was convicted of a violent crime. Uh, <laughs> what Germany does right now. I thought your brother was involved in the Holocaust, so that's how you're in a Different brother. I forgive, I forgive so, the German. There you go. No, I've not just been some weird, like, Jew, 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 huh? No, I'm Jewish. <laughs> All right, well, nicely done. My thing is, is this doesn't have to be either or. I don't like that it's like, oh, we bombed them, and then it's like, oh, but we're not letting them in. Fine, let's have that conversation, but also Bashar Assad has been fucking annihilating. He's killed half a million people in seven fucking years. Oh, I'm not saying it's good. Yeah. I'm just saying... Why are you defending Bashar? Isn't this supposed to go through... You know, Congress, whether well, or not we should be... Sure. Funded. But that's... Yeah. Oh, so that's oh, the question that's I was yeah. about yeah. to get to. That's the question I was about to get to. But just one quick point on to put a cap on this. That's what happens when you kind of just uh, 
I forget the word for it, but just like ramshot your your uh, foreign policy when you just like kind of guess and ramshot. Just blow your load. Yeah, you just like magic eight ball. Oh yeah, you come on the stomach of uh, Congress. That's what you're talking about. Okay. I think he did it. He didn't do it. It was done as a distraction. No, but I, my point being, when you make your whole campaign's uh, rhetoric on demonizing Muslims and saying that anybody coming, you need to ban people from all these countries, and then you realize, oh, this guy's gassing his own people. You have to be humanitarian about it. You can't let in more people, so you're like, I guess I'll just drop bombs and then just let the refugees disperse wherever they will, like a bunch of uh, toothpicks falling out of out of a box in Rain Man. That's an unnecessary reference, but... 243 toothpicks. Well, it's not randomly. It's not random where he's dropping the bombs. He's trying to take away their chemical missiles abilities, which, by the way, also proves... The, the inefficiency and the ineffectiveness of Obama's strategy, which is very similar to that of Trump's strategy, because remember when when we were about to attack Syria when the red line was crossing chemical weapons, and then last second Joe Biden went in there and like Biden it up, and he's like, wait a minute, what if we join forces with Russia and just get rid of all the chemical weapons? And everybody's like, and Obama's like, it's a good plan, let's do it. And then I, I never understood how the hell you know where they have all the shit. If we knew, we'd get it already out of there. So you knew they still had chemical weapons. Right. That was a big stall tactic. This is also my intrinsic problem with the whole thing. It's like, no chemical weapons. Cool. Is it okay if we barrel bomb our people? Uh, that's fine, I guess. Exactly. It's okay. Just don't use chlorine, there. please. It ruins the vibe of pools. Bombs <laughs> in barrels and just dropping them on fucking neighborhoods. They're yeah. making every neighborhood in Syria look like Echo Park. Is that what you guys want to look with? <laughs> I think we should. I think we should do marches for them. I mean, the, mar- the marches work so well. I think we should drop social justice warriors in to Syria and have them march. That fixes everything all the time. We know. What if we boycott Syria? What's their major export? Look that up. As somebody who knows Syrians, they're also boycotting Syria. Trust me, they're not that interested. Yeah, how are we going to recover from the the, all of a sudden the stoppage of rubble coming into our country? (laughs) Difficult. Uh, Use chemical weapons. We have a lot of them. I get my rubble off Amazon. So also, I feel like some of the, the images that they show on news of these chemical attacks, they keep saying they're such horrific images, but they're not showing on the news the really horrific images. So I just keep seeing them pouring water on a guy's eyes, though, like he's just got something in his eye. Yeah, you know, that's really like, like, that bad. Wait, you like, wanted, you you're watching, the I watched, there was terrible ones I saw. Oh, really? There was like little kids, those. and I was like, phone and shit come out of there. Dude, the little dusty kid. Those yeah, are, by the uh, way, the those dusty are, kid. I love that kid. Forrest, Forrest, yeah. those are crisis actors, and they've been to a lot of... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know you're kidding on this, because I've seen that comment where they're like, let me tell you, if, if there's that many crisis actors, I don't know why people are complaining in L.A. about not getting work. Because there's a lot of work out there for you. <laughs> well, it's not, Syria, it's not a union. It's not a union, bro. Syria, Sandy Hook, we got 9 There's so many people that should be, have their sack guards by now. I feel like it's like... I would be the first to show up. I really would be. Crisis acting has to be non-union on account of the paperwork. Uh, Once you get paperwork, then you can prove it's yeah, crisis yeah. acting. So do you think it should go through Congress? or do you So that's the question. Let me finally get to the actual question. Crisis so, acting? Oh. So, so Obama, when he was considering attacking Syria, he officially requested 60 days of military action, and they eventually approved it. But two weeks ago, Trump just went ahead and carried out the airstrikes, Although he did it with the cooperation, at least of Great Britain and France, which was nice. He can actually talk to people. Hopefully they didn't re- reply in calligraphy their cables. <laughs> but despite several warnings from Russia saying, don't do this, bro, it's going to be a problem, or another cult war is going to be popping out. 
So should we update the policy on authorization? Just yesterday, a bipartisan bill has been formed and agreed on in the committee to alter the authorization of the use of military force that happened three days after 9-11. It's literally just 60 words that has been used as justification for attacks. 37 attacks or, or military events in 16 countries that we've done here in the U.S., just based on 60 words that basically said, because we were attacked on 9-11, we can go after Al-Qaeda, ISIS, or any group that is related or harboring them. So just based on that, we're justifying a lot of broad stuff. Like, So on that question, do you think we need to go back to having our Congress authorize any action, or does that restrict the president too much in being able to combat terror or combat, in the case of Syria, just bad regimes? Badass motherfucker. I just think that you you can't skirt around this. They're going to do... I mean, what was it? Uh, we, we jumped into Korea under the guise of a conflict and not a war, that kind of a thing. I mean, what's... what's yeah. there's To me, not to make this a fiat thing, but it's like you can't wait for... Con- if this... Back to the thing that you were saying earlier about movies. Like, if this was a movie, would we want to wait around for Congress to fucking pass shit? It, they, it would take too long. That's the rationale. That's the conservative point of view there. Just on account of how movies have to move along fast in a two-hour time frame. I literally have based my entire life on what happens in movies. <laughs> I agree with Nancy yeah. that we shouldn't wait. It would, yeah, it would take too much time. So yeah. I agree, do it now. Then why even elect? I, we voted and elected them. So when it comes to war, that it goes through the proper channel. So that's why I vote. Not just so some Duke the Trump. Who I didn't elect can decide. Well, I'm going to vote for Trump. I I think that it is nice that they, I guess, wrote some new language, bipartisan, so forth. I don't think well, even if it gets passed, I don't think it's going to matter. Like the way you said, there's always a loophole that you can go through. It's like it's like I can always find an excuse to drink, no matter what night it is. Basically, I'll be like, it's my friend's birthday and it's Arbor Day tomorrow, and you're just like, all right, I guess that's a reason if we can get blackout drunk. So it's, I feel like there's always going to be that loophole that they'll find that the president can always find. Like you said, the Korean War. That even if they pass something, they'll find something else because he's sitting in that room with all the. The military advisors, you can find all that. That's the one with all these, all these laws is we go like, oh, this feels good. Term limits. This feels good. Now I'm going to go back on. But you're giving them, you're telling the people who have to follow the rules to write rules about themselves. Uh, it's not going to go. It doesn't work. Yeah. So fuck it. I say, let them do it. And then we judge afterwards. <laughs> I don't like it. It's actually part of the new bill says that if the president then goes ahead and does stuff anyway without authorization, you have to tell them within three days. <laughs> oh, boy. Three days! In a written letter. In a written letter. I like, I like when Congress yeah. writes it. Yeah, Definitely not written in collective. It's not a strong suit. <laughs> Maybe an email? Can we have an email in there? Can we write that in the... Can we put email in the Constitution already? We got that. Yeah. Stop writing shit. It is pretty shit funny, though, that they keep saying Trump and Russia are friends, but we're going against Russian bombing Syria, so I guess we're not... But we gave them a heads up. That's Yeah, awesome. And a lot of people are saying that, in fact, Russia told us where to bomb and sort yes. of set that up. That? The crisis act. A lot of people yeah. are... Yeah. 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 Yeah.
Alright, so It is sad. Do never watch a video of an elephant dying. It's one of the sad. Oh, the great. Because like you can tell that they But now we're all gonna look it up, Forrest. Yeah. I'll watch it. And then look up hot Kobe. Yeah. <laughs> wash away the elephant memory. He's also hot Kobe. And elephants remember lizards and I'll see one lizard that lizards don't give a shit. Yeah. One lizard right. jumps on a car and gets takes off. They don't care. <laughs> elephants care. Alright. I gotta keep awesome. selling insurance, motherfucker, I'm out of here. <laughs> Wow, hey, that's our bonus round. <laughs> I want to fact check the lizard thing. Can you do that? Back there? Uh, fact check lizards. How lizards are feel when their family dies. All right. So to, to, to put a cap on this issue, how about just more broadly, should America still be policing the world when it's not like we have any shortage of problems at home and each of these things seems like it has an equal amount, if not worse, blowback and... After effects than the purported purpose. So does it serve any real purpose? I know I'm wrong, <laughs> but yes, we should police the world. I just don't. I like it. <laughs> I just like it. We'll be there. Hang on. Our fucking front yard is a mess, but we'll be there in a second. And I like. Don't you like that? America. I like it. I'm like, dude. We'll fucking drop. The mother of all bombs on you? Like, I like it. Look, I mean, I'm wrong, though. Our, but I, I mean, like it. Our, just our police now suck. So, how are we going to police the world oh, that's not, when our own police suck? It's no, a false analogy. It's a pretty yeah. false analogy. I don't think our police suck. I'd like to correct the record there, my yeah. opinion at least. Correcting a record with an opinion. But... <laughs> While, of course, I believe that police need to have better training and need to stop randomly killing black people, it does happen a very small fraction of the time, and overall the police are pretty damn good, and they protect us, and we all need the police, so I don't feel like the police are, like, out there actively gunning down minority groups. Wow, it's, it's a big disparaging. The, the ratio is way off. The amount of black people that get shot versus white people. Fact check that. Sure. That's a fact check request. When you fact check it, don't look at the actual number. Look at the number of people versus the number of people in that population. Exactly. That's more white people around than black people. And so by just by numbers alone, more white people are affected by that. But that doesn't mean that they're not targeting African-Americans. Percentage-wise. Percentage of population. But should we police the world? I mean, yeah. No. I don't know. I don't feel like I'm not into why, that. Why? Why no? Why don't you want to police like, the world? Because I, I don't care. Like, <laughs> <laughs> but I don't. Democrats. But I feel like police the world or you help people. There's a different thing between providing aid to countries that need it, or it, whether militarily or economically, versus policing the world. Because that's how we get in trouble. Is when when we're when we're getting. Involved in conflicts that we don't have a reason to get involved. Unless there's oil yeah. there. But either way, and either then way, it's worth it. Well, I mean, yeah. I do like cars. Even airplanes. Well, so it's just, but, but it's like we don't police the world. It comes to us regardless. No, no, I'm not saying. Yeah. I'm saying I feel like we should. But that we are. We've always been that the nation that's like tries to look after the people, uh, people, and by people in other countries yeah. that can't help themselves. But policing is a whole different thing. Where we're kind of like getting involved in country and 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 you know. Conflicts for reasons other than something like, like that. Well, two thousand the big brothers. To well, we are. We're like the. Yeah. We are the big brother of the world. So two thousand that. Whenever I understand people say wherever there's oil, because we didn't take the oil in yes, Iraq. I agree with you one hundred percent. We don't do anything with the oil. People say the oil. We're not doing shit with the oil. Maybe there was some contracts given to companies like Halliburton to rich themselves, but the oil prices were not affected by our invasion of Iraq, for example. But I think. 
personally that we should police the world because the world needs some arbiter of good and somebody standing up for the values of the planet. I just think if we are to continue doing it... You mean Western values? Sure. Hell yeah. Sure. Those are the values that I believe in. But if we're going to keep doing it, I think we have to be more consistent with our own moral code and we can't let red lines be crossed and then uncrossed. That's what I meant. Yeah. So can we agree on that? We can have the world to do with a more consistent moral code. Jenny, you're on board? No. What what do you disagree with? I don't think we should... We have shit here. So if there's a holocaust going on, we cannot, we should not step in. Right. Uh, holocaust is one thing, but like if having all these bases in all these different countries, I, I just don't agree with it. Let's bring those guys it home. We gotta worry about our own shit here. And it's also true, it's another flip that, side. They just say that like, yeah, we're, we're like, we are the moral good in the world. We're shit. We're not the moral good. We're better. No, we're good. No, no, I mean, you know we're good. But we're like, we need... We need a lot of work, so we need to fucking work on ourselves. Well, yeah, there are a lot of shithole countries out there. Yeah, that's even our presidents. But that's what there are a lot of shithole countries out there. Yeah, a lot of shithole countries. That was another overblown one. People use weird words all the time. We refer to shithole places ourselves. Come back from vacation. What a shithole that place was. I just relax with the terminology. Get outraged every day. Trump said two words. Oh my God, he called them shitholes. If he just said bad country, it would be fine. He said the word shithole. I'm gonna have my panties up my asshole for the next six days. Too graphic. I'm sorry I said it that way. I, I just to speak on what you just said about cleaning up our home first before we go out. I feel like every time I've told a girl that I need to work on myself before we work on our relationship, it's been a complete lie, and I've never worked on myself. <laughs> That's what that is. That's what it's been like. So you just want to be like, look, Europe. I gotta work on my shit, and then just. Fuck Canada instead. Together. Canada's hot. No, I say we go, we do concurrently. We fucking work on our own yeah. shit, and then we also blow the fuck up out of Bashar's side. Fuck Canada. Fuck. She asked you a question. No, I, there are, there are, there are cousins, bro. Canada. No way. Cousins. I got cousins. Toledo is a shithole. We can all grab What's that, that Mike? Right? I have police stats. Toledo. Police stats. Put Mike alone in the back. Hit the police stats. All right, in 2017, these are all from 2017, uh, so six... 6.4% uh, were white. They, these are percentages of, of all people killed by police in the U.S. that were unarmed by their race. Okay. So 6.4% is white, 11.5% uh, is Hispanic, and 14.87% is black. Whoa, what is the other number is high. I didn't know that. Who's the other 68%? Yeah. <laughs> it looks like elephants. Immigrants. <laughs> <laughs> Statistics seem a little wonky to me. Yeah, so we're six percent was white. Six percent was white. Who do we fact check him? Correct. Who do we fact check that fact check? I get that on BuzzFeed. Some of that money that goes uh, my tax money goes to military. Why don't we just bring it back to you know for education? We can do so both. Stop sending kids well, to charter Well, can we school. do both? Here, yeah. that is a real problem. It's, it's, it's a real can. existential question about the very core of our country because there's still not clean water in Flint. Yeah. There is still. How are we not fixing these core problems? I agree. Yet we're just dropping bombs to distract the. I agree wholeheartedly, but this is this is to me the crux of the fallacy that I, I always hear, which is, well, we got to do this thing instead of that thing, and it's like, no, we could do both. We can. You're telling me we can't drop bombs and increase our education? We could absolutely do it. There's a lot of waste up in the fucking federal government. It's top heavy, man. Okay. 
That's as serious as I'm gonna get. You just said. You just said crux of the fallacy. I'm out on that. You said crux of the fallacy. I'm like, not coming back from that. I did a little crux of the fallacy. A little speech and debate. Okay, so I'm assuming that we all agree that we can do both. Then I'm putting you on board. And Lee didn't respond to it. I'm putting you on board. We are almost out of time. We have to go to our last segment. This is the chance for the audience a chance to chime in. It's called triggered. Happy. If any of you are triggered, please. Jump in right now. Raise your hand. We'll bring a microphone to you. Chime in thoughts, comments, questions. It doesn't have to be about well, the topics on here. Anything you want to discuss. Favorite color. Turn on. Yeah. Turn off. Yeah. This front row going on in the world. triggered all, of, all the way through. Yeah. Just nothing just, but cross oh, yeah, that's You are definitely triggered. Very problematic. You got you said Michelle, something out loud. You said something out loud. I don't Michelle, know. Michelle, anything you'd like to say? Uh, I'm shy. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think you're really right. Whoa, how dare you be? The right parameter on the right. You don't seem to be on board with the way the Sean Hannity and the... I would argue um, they're not right. Oh, you mean on the right? Be, right? You know what no, I mean? That's my argument. They're definitely expressing the views of the right wing. No, I don't think. I think that's a very mainstream faux right wing. I, I, I would. There's I'll, degrees of it. I think they're full of shit. I think if you're truly somebody who is conservative, you don't give a fuck who gets married. You don't give a fuck what anybody does with their body. I think those guys are full of shit. I think we call them. What about our president? I don't know. I think he's not Republican. He just needed. I don't. I didn't vote for Trump. I don't like Trump. Mitt Romney for life, personally. So, but we have Trump. Pro life for Mitt Romney, basically. And we have Republicans in our Congress supporting Trump. Are you a religious person? No. Were you ever part of religion? Okay. I'll speak on behalf of Muslims. ISIS doesn't represent Muslims. Trump doesn't represent conservative thinking. Thank you. What? I got a blonde women cheering for me. And a women who look like they're in fracking commercials. There is variation. You don't have to be one way. Just because Hannity is this way doesn't mean we have to be this way. I am Republican, but if you wrote it down, I would look very liberal. Those definitions have changed. Or is it libertarian? The whole don't give a fuck what anyone else does. But there are some things. Because I feel like conservatism is still. You know, it's a very, like, uh, conservative. Sure. The Usually attached to religion in some way. The libertarian view on Syria is stay the fuck out. I'm like, now bomb the fuck away. Like, yeah. I, so there's something. I mean, why do you have to be that all across the board? I don't, right. I don't understand. So that's a beautiful point because to me, the, the whole part, I don't, I don't understand the premise or the benefit at all of any parties whatsoever. All it does is divide us and subdivide us in so many ways. We're all just people. We're all living in a country trying to get our lives as good as we possibly can. And to think that we can't have opinions that deviate from the platform of a party, I think that's the whole purpose of the show, and it should be the whole purpose of our country, is to try to find middle grounds and not be so beholden to these ideological ideas when we should be able, on a case-by-case basis, to decide things. I've said a million times. I mean, I've said it a thousand times, but like, when did we get so twisted when, like, in high school government, you vote for one item at a time? What color should the blow pops be for the for the lunchtime sale? What you don't vote on that, and at the same time, should we increase book funding? You vote one thing at a time. There's no parties, and yeah. we all of a sudden get complex, and there's money to be made by bifurcating everybody, and it seems insane to me. Um, I think my father has a question or a comment. Oh, hell yeah. Kind of Nate, yeah. Nate, Nate yeah. 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 I like your chain, by the way. That's well, fucking cool. Thanks a lot. Is it a Star of David? That's part of it. Stop trying to get on this side, guys. All right? <laughs> 
So basically, to address the young lady's point there, that we got to fix only the problems. Everyone's young up there, but <laughs> my mom corrected the way you mentioned about that we got to take care of things here in this country. We have a lot of problems here, but if we don't address the problems elsewhere, you know, we won't be able to ever get to our problems. We got to take care of a lot of problems all over the place. Number one, number two, Comey, out of respect to the FBI, should not have uh, put his book out. While an investigation is going Agreed. on. Agreed. I agree. Yeah. And we can all agree on that one? Yeah. 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 Come yeah. Yeah. I don't, Do we not know, like, that, as a country, how we feel about Comey? I'm not sure how. He's like Steve Harvey to me. I don't know if I like him or if I hate him. That's a great analogy because I love Steve Harvey on The Family Feud. But I don't know what he's doing on those other shows. Really? Yes. <laughs> Every other week. <laughs> great Family he's Feud. He's got his folksy advice. Steve Harvey's always like, I think it's wonderful. Let's make, make sure you don't look me directly in the eye. I think next week he's dangling an intern out of a high rise. Another comment in the back or question? Wait, I've got an intro. Intro. No, we're just like, her hand has been darting for minutes, you guys. The anticipation back here is heavy. Well, is that the intro? Yeah, more of a narrator, but... Okay, so I want to be contrary to this whole us, like, being an example first before being able to go into other countries. Or, like, I want to be on that side and be contrary to what has just been said by... Um, my father. The right side. Okay, the right um, side. Which might be the wrong side. But I just, I, I think that, like, we have one budget, you know? And so if we use, and like our military budget is ginormous. If we use a fraction of that on, like, education, on other things that, like, we need to fix domestically. Comedy. Like, it, it, would, it would be very helpful. And we can do both, but it's, it's, it's realizing that we're spending so much or like doing so much of this takes away from other things that we, we could be contributing to. I just I just briefly want to intro uh, Ramsey's response. I have a response. Waiting, <laughs> She's going to intro. Everybody really wants to tell you what he thinks. So That's go ahead, Ramsey. Everyone, yeah, let Ramsey speak. Go ahead. I thank you very much for the intro. I appreciate it. I tried getting her to do it, but not interested. I'm not Republican enough for her. Ramsey, please. I just find, I, my, my feeling is, I agree with you, we spend way too much on military stuff, there's no question about that, but that still doesn't address the point that we can spend, because right now, what is it, six, we spend, it's like the next 16 countries added up together, that's our military. Plus NATO, yeah. Plus NATO. Yeah. Uh, we can do 14. I mean, we don't need 16. <laughs> like, I agree with you. I know I mean, what you're saying. Really, how much does, like, you know... Turkey spent on the military or something like that. Yes. That was something that I... Fact check that. Who's number 15? I don't know. I'm just pulling shit out of my head. That was something that I that I theoretically or I ideologically agree with Trump. Armenian Genocide campaign. Day. That was pretty timely, too. Turkey, guys. Oh, there you go. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Today's yeah. the day, actually. It's today. Yeah, there was a march. Today, yeah. Or as yeah. Turkey calls it, I don't know what you're talking about, Dan. <laughs> <laughs> but so, ideologically, during the campaign, Trump kept saying, we can't keep paying for everything globally and we can't keep paying more than our fair share and not having countries carry their own weight. 
And I agree with that. I'm like, if you want us to come help police the world, at least help foot the bill. But then he abandoned that completely, got off. He's like, let's increase military. I love military. And he's abandoned like he does every opinion. So I agree. We should probably ratchet back military spending and cap it, like you're saying, Ramsey, at like maybe even five times the next closest country. And then we're still very safe. We already don't need to spend any because we have any more, theoretically, because we have the biggest nuclear arsenal on planet Earth. So we're good. And then maybe increase but, uh, spending for all of the other important things like we, clean water and education. Yeah, we I mean, I just, we spend a hundred billion dollars a year policing the world. A hundred billion? A hundred billion dollars a year. And they're trying to further increase it by eighty billion. Wow. So, and like, three rolls for four dollars with paper towels for Puerto Rico. Yeah, it's like when you say we can do both, sure we can, but we're not. We're we're not. Sure. It's like how uh just so stupid, but I do believe it. it's like how can you love other people when you can't love yourself? How are we going to police the world and be a good example when we're not a good example ourselves? As my dad always says, charity starts at home. So you have to. That's very true. Stop me up, but I love your father. Therapy right now. You can't police the world. You can't police. No, that's a. Start crying. I can't love anybody else. That's why we all just cry together. So to put a cap on this, oh, we got another question. Yeah, yeah. All right, one more, and I'm going to close this thing out. Is there an intro or a theme song? Rajiv Satyal. Give a theme song. Mike, give a theme song. Great comedian, Rajiv Satyal. Thank you, Ben. And I thought the whole panel was great, so I just wanted to start with that. That's the intro to the question. Aww. Thank you. Thank you very much. Did you have a favorite out of curiosity? <laughs> you don't have to say me, but... Okay, it wasn't you. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. It was not. Uh, it was not skinny or almadrigal, no? Me and Almadrigal could share a gym pass. You're yeah, absolutely right. right. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah. That was a joke for three people. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, uh, but Google. It was really Google funny. Ramsey. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Can we go back to Comey for just a minute? Oh, okay. Well, I know Can we go back? Hello. Hello. Jenny still got her tab open, so let's do it. This tab is open. <laughs> I guess I just don't know what... Good-looking guys look like. <laughs> <laughs> Forrest, you're very handsome. Oh, well, thanks. Condescending, <laughs> Forrest, but I'll take it. That's good. That's good. We're descending into dirty flirtation talk, so please <laughs> save us. So I probably won't ask this the way I want to, but I think with Jim Comey, isn't the fact that both parties hate him that like means that he's good? No. <laughs> my mom she's said gonna no. answer. Yeah, let's go. Uh, right. right. Why not, mom? Why not, mom? Can somebody have my mom a mic, please? Let's be honest yeah. here. She needs a mic. You knew you needed. Give it to him. Uh, no, I mean you can you can be hated because you're a hateable person. <laughs> <laughs> please talk forever. I love it. I love you. <laughs> I forgive you for everything. Okay? <laughs> Well, the Palestinians and Israelis have made peace. We brought the world together. That's amazing. My mom got one more thing to say. One more thing to say. Honestly, As she always does. She always does. Uh, honestly, I'm sorry to worry it for you, but I, we are not that much opposing each other. I'm very much on your side, so I'm not the one that you won and made and no, we have been friends a long time ago. Aww, I love uh, you're making me feel emotions like I don't even know what they are. <laughs> Randy didn't bring his medication. Something is like short circuiting in my brain. <laughs> but it's true because yeah. we talked just the other day that the three of us about how we agree that Israel's response to this latest border incursion was far too out of proportion and, and was not, insane and the fact that Netanyahu was in office and just too hawkish is not, why that happened. And not only this uh, you can't, you can't rule over another 
uh, people and, and make that look good in any way possible. It's just not totally. It's not right. It's not. Do you love me? She just made my heart so fucking hard. It's so great. Totally. There's two parts of the brain. It's a shitty comedy part and like an emotional part, and the comedy part won't work anymore. Right now. I'm feeling so many things. Well, it's true. When I visited the West Bank after I was taking a whole tour of Israel for a week, and I did a recent episode of this podcast where it took place in Israel, and then the West Bank to counterbalance the opinion. And it's, of course, painted as like, sure, I think the Palestinians do a lot of aggressive things, and nobody wants to get mortar attacks and, and just, like, coming at too. them. Sure, too. but then also being kept behind a yeah. wall in a shitty, squalid yeah. place is not a pl- not a way to go forward. I want to say just one thing. Oh, this no. is the third thing, but all right, Bob. <laughs> Can we just handle her? <laughs> yeah, why isn't she hosting the show? <laughs> I really called just one more thing, but just one more thing. Never do I want to say just one more thing, but the truth is that really we've all been given just one life to live. Nobody has to, and and it will all it should all count uh, for Palestinians, for Israelis, for for Syrians, for for homeless people. It should all count, and we should all feel. Uh, those of us who are privileged should feel responsibility towards those who are less. Privilege. We have to. I mean, that's our obligation. That's why societies were created to take care of the weak and and the miserable and 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 the, the unable and the disabled. So, and we are not doing it neither here nor there, nor anywhere. So we are not good. <laughs> I want to. Say, I like how you, how you condemned humanity at the end while kind of making it sound Dr. Susie. That was fun. Not in a house, not in a spouse. My favorite thing was you were saying this really beautiful thing, and then these two were like looking at the menu. They're like, can we get nachos? So to wrap this all up, I think we can all agree that while oh, sorry. that white people are the problem. What were you going to say? No, no, I just got carried away there for a second. <laughs> So I think we can all agree that while there are so many problems in the world and our balance might be off, we can all do better. We can all be a little bit more compassionate, a little bit less divided, perhaps. So maybe we go from listening to this show right now, maybe we all go find the closest Jimmy John's. <laughs> we do get a sandwich, but at the register, we're like, just don't kill elephants, man. <laughs> Thank you all for being here. Proud applause for Irina Skaya, Ford Shaw, and Jenny Zagrino. Thank you all for listening. Until last week, next week. This has been Last Week on Earth and We the People. See you soon. Last week on Earth. Last week on Earth.